Welcome back to the Andrew Curtis Show. Thanks for tuning in. Took a bit of a break last week because I was uh, out of town and instead making some connections with people who hopefully will lead to some amazing um, future episodes. And chief amongst those amazing people was the guest this week. Well, actually, it's a bit of a reversal on that, but we'll get into why in a moment. Uh, This week, I'm talking again with Vin Yang. Now, you might have heard uh, the podcast I did with him probably a couple of months ago. Vin's an amazing guy. Um, He's actually, uh, his parents were Vietnamese refugees to Australia, and uh, he was bitten by the entrepreneurial bug, I guess you could call it. It's not a very pleasant metaphor now that I think about it, but anyway, it holds up. And from that, he created an online school to teach magic, uh, became very successful in that, and then has used his skills as a magician to also create an incredible career as a keynote speaker. More than that, he's an incredible conversationalist. He does, uh, he holds co- uh, communication workshops, um, and all of this evolved into the two of us deciding uh, when we got a chance to catch up that really we should just do some more of this. Both of us really believe in the power of a conversation to unlock wisdom and insight in the lives of those who have a chance to listen. So we decided to do that. Uh, Vin and I teed it up over the weekend just gone, and um, while we were getting things underway, he decided, well, let's just get started. It's too late. We're, we're already live. Oh, so fantastic. that's it. Andrew, welcome <laughs> to my Facebook page. It feels good. <laughs> feels good to be here. Yeah, thanks for being here. We, Andrew and I don't even know what this is going to be yet. Yep. We, on a whim, when I met him last week in Christchurch, mm-hmm. we decided we were just going to do a Facebook Live together. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. We figured our conversations were so good, the world needed to hear them. Well, like, let's talk about that. Like, let's yeah. give some context behind why we're doing this. So, sure, sure. Balls in your court. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, look, for me, because um, part of our conversation really, well, well, I'm thinking kind of how, how far back to go on this. I mean, we spoke a lot about just the power of a really deep and impactful conversation. Uh, you know, yeah. and you've got two people who are, are deeply listening, um, mm. not listening to reply or to sound like the one with all the answers, but being genuinely curious uh, mm. and then saying, you know, what's what's your perspective? Challenge me on this. Um, and from a place of real security, which was uh, something that I really valued in my conversations with you, was that, you know, I could challenge you, you could challenge me, and there was no kind of reaction. It was just like, huh, okay, all right. I hadn't thought of it like that. Um, yeah. And so for me, doing this is a way of, of showing people the power of those kind of conversations. And I just think that the way we learn the best is when we stop being locked on transmit, um, mm. learn how to deeply listen. Um, and it's just amazing for me where those conversations can go. Uh, well, there's a, there's a great quote too, where it says, when, when I speak, I'm just repeating what I know. When I listen, I'm learning something new, right? I love that. I love that. Boom. So deep. Mm, knowledge bomb right there. No, but like, I, I agree. Like one of the reasons why I wanted to do this with Andrew as well is because when I did the podcast with Andrew, which I did, I think it was maybe three, four months ago. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, maybe three. Yeah, something like that. And, and, and when I did the podcast with Andrew, like we were able to, to have these great conversations where we talked about things that I, I rarely get to speak about in my daily life. Mm. Like I, I do have a mastermind, but like when I speak to my little group about that, it's like, oh, that happens once a month. And then to right. me, that's why I started these down the rabbit holes as well. Yeah. So yeah. this is so cool. Thanks for doing this, man. Thanks for not knowing what's going to come and just doing it. This is great. Oh, I mean, this is this is what it's all about, though. You know, like um, yeah, I love that that thought about sharing, you know, when you're talking, you're just sharing from what you already know. And it's it's such a trap. 
You know, it's such a trap. And I was, I was even thinking, I was talking to a friend about some of this stuff a little while ago and saying how, you know, most of the time when we approach a challenge, all we're doing is recycling our old thinking. You know, we're just mm. going, oh, this is what I know. What does it look like from this side? And you're always going to recreate that same situation, but in a slightly different form. So the only mm. way you can grow out of it is to get new thinking. Um, and you often need to get that from somebody else. Yeah, I think that's the only place you can get new thinking from, really. Mm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. like if you if you really think about it, you can't come up with new thinking on your own. Like, how can you? Yeah, I mean, I think can you? I think I believe you can. That's a. I mean, that's a. That's a, well, what a great place to start. You know, I I, I believe yeah. you can. I mean, I think to me, um, I've had a really impactful mentor uh, who has really taught me about what we've really talked about is insight, which is just a word for you know new thinking because it does show mm. up like. You think about when you've been, um, you know, sometimes you're in the car, you're standing in the shower, um, I don't know, you're absentmindedly getting dinner ready. And when that new thinking shows up, you know, you get that kind of rush. It's like, wow, like that aha moment, mm. you know, to me, that's that's new thinking. But the thing is, like when 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 you're sitting in the car or when you're standing in the shower, when you're doing things that are routined, that's that's not when new thinking comes along, right? New thinking comes along when you break old routines and habits mm-hmm. and do something completely different, right? I mean, like, like let's, let's get pragmatic on it, meaning okay. how do you get these new insights and new ideas? Ooh, yeah, that's cool. Um, for me, I suppose this is, this is where it risks becoming a little less directly practical for people. It's, it's almost like, okay. you, know, you know, your immune system fights off mm-hmm. disease, right? Yeah. It, it does it yes. all the time and constantly, but I can't make it do it. I don't know how it's doing it but it's a part of the natural kind of functioning of my body. So right. I can get stressed out about it. I can get super mm-hmm. anxious about getting sick. And all that will guarantee is that I won't fight off whatever I've got coming my way, right? So <laughs> for me, the way the mind works is, is in that similar kind of vein, that we are made to be creative. Uh, we're made to be inspired to, to look around and see the world and go, wow, this is amazing, and, and have new thinking show up for us. Um, mm. I, I believe it's just a natural functioning of a mind that's at rest and in balance. And it's when you're out of balance and you're freaking out and you're, I mean, think about a situation for yourself, you know, when you've needed creativity, where you've come up with your best solutions. They're usually not when you're like tightly wound and stressed out. It's, it's when you're in this place of being balanced and relaxed and then you get inspired and you get a kind of a, a hit off it. Um, mm. That to me is naturally how the mind works. But the trick is being able to trust that. In the same way that I trust my body to do what it does wow. without me having to like, you know, pound it into submission or frighten it. Um, that to me is how creativity flows. And dude, there's one thing that I've realized about you, Andrew, is that you're, you're very, you're very Zen. Okay. So, so, which is kind of cool because I'm, I'm less of that. Okay. Yeah. And I, I'm the, I'm the, yeah. if you want to give that a sound. Sure. So, yeah. and, and what, I, what I mean by that is, like I, I always need something pragmatic. Like sure. I always need, and and I have read something. I think it was from Sean Archer's book, um, which was called, oh, I think it's called Authentic Happiness or something like that, where he says that if you if you want to get new perspectives and be able to look at your life in a new way. And oh, by the way, Sean, uh, not Sean. What am I saying? By the way, Andrew, you have to look at the um, you have to look at the camera. I Otherwise, if we just look, if we're looking around, then it seems weird. So we should just right. look at the camera. I'm this, trying. This, I'm trying to just that way, yeah. focus into it right now. Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't, don't look at it for too long without looking away because then it gets all because <laughs> <so. laughs> yeah, you don't look at it intensely. But what what Sean Sean Archer says is that he goes. 
if, if you want new thinking, you have to do new things. Okay. So okay. if you are driving, for example, then take take a drive on a different street and take a different way home that mm. you're not used to. Mm. And in, in engaging in that, it's going to naturally give you new thoughts okay. because you'll see new things. And as you see new right. things, you'll think about things differently, et cetera. And sure. if, I don't know, if you want to continue with the metaphor and shower, maybe you should shower somewhere you've never showered before. <laughs> just to never run <laughs> people's houses and be like, do you mind if I just, just use your shower? Just, I'll be, just I'll be right. new perspectives. <laughs> But that's that's really cool because that sure. kind of solved that initial kind of thing for me. Like I think right. both answers are cool. One is that when you're more relaxed and you're not panicking, mm. you tend to come up with more new ideas. Mm. Yeah, that's one. And to me, when you also break out of routine mm. and you do things that are different, that also gives you like man, if you've never jumped out of a plane with a parachute, do it. Like Absolutely. that. Will, yeah, yeah. Some new ideas will come to your mind while you're doing that. Mm. I mean, I think yeah. what's what, what stands out to me with that example is that really, you know, we also talked about, uh, you know, in Christchurch together that, that curiosity for me is really the most powerful force in the universe. Uh, it's yeah. what leads to people inventing cars and curing diseases and, and just, you know, design, all this kind of thing. It comes from a, a, an innate curiosity that we have. And, and when you do do different things, go different places, if you are kind of, I guess this is where it does get back to that Zen thing, bro. Um, mm. if you, you know, if okay. you're kind of present, if you're kind of in the moment about it and you're just looking around and taking it in and being like, okay, cool. Like I'm not either in the past retreating something that happened to me earlier that day, or I'm not fixated on somewhere that I have to be an hour from now, three hours from now. I can mm. see what's different about where I am. Uh, I can, I can listen to the people that I'm talking to, uh, and just, and really hear them. And then, Ooh you know, new thinking and things like that can show up. So uh, that would be probably how I'd combine combine those two kind of things. Because even if you are going somewhere new, uh, you mm. know, our mind has the amazing ability not to be where we are. Whew. Okay, that's damn. Okay, that's deep. Yeah, All right. That's all right. Just, I just always have <laughs> to make sure that I can I can match your depth. So, so like, essentially what you're saying is, and, and for me repeating it is just how I understand it. Yeah, man. I, I like that because what you're saying is if I live in the future, like the the new perspective and new thinking doesn't live in the future. It doesn't mm. live in the past. It only mm. lives in the present. Oh, that's beautiful. Yep. Beautifully summed up. All right. Definitely. So I see what you mean. So, so yeah, because when you're sitting there worrying about the future, worrying about things you can't control, then no new ideas will come because that's, yeah. they don't live there. They live in the present. So man, you nailed it. Absolutely. That's, that's what I've come to learn anyway. That's been my experience. Wow. Yeah. Damn, see, so you, you're still hating on my idea. I like that. That's good. But because this yeah. is great, you know, because a lot of the times when I do these live streams on my own, mm. what happens is I enter, like, I, I enter think my own dog food is the best thing in the world. Right, you know, right, I'm like, right. damn, I'm so smart. But this is, it's so great having another brain on here to challenge me because it's sure. fantastic. I love it. Well, look, man, I mean, for me, the, you know, what I actually love about, about you and the difference, I guess, that we have there is that I have learned. Um, mm. that I am very much more tended to this kind of side of things. And it really helps me to partner up with mm. people like yourself who are more on the practical side of things, um, yeah. who, who still appreciate the things that I appreciate, shared kind of common value, but just a different approach, a different way of attacking it. Because, I mean, look, when I look at the things that you've achieved, if you don't mind me saying, um, you know, I find it really inspiring. I think it's, I think it's, it's awesome. Um, oh, no, it's, look, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I do think I'm amazing. No, well, like that's, <laughs> is it arrogant so asshole? <laughs> <laughs> but with so much evidence, how could you not be, you know? I mean, yeah, there's so many reasons to think that. So I'm yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, that's right. So I don't know. For me, like that's that's to me how the balance kind of works, man. Like I'm always probably yeah. going to need people who can say to me, "Hey, no, that's a lovely idea, yeah. but you really just actually need to phone that person or to, yeah, you know, yeah. to do the thing yeah, or to send the so email too. or whatever." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, <laughs> no, good point, good point, yeah." Um, but but I think I think in order for someone to get to a point where because you know I think one one of the things we discussed in in, in our discussions while we were in Christchurch was that in order to get to that place where you can use that sense of saying just allowing things to be and things will happen yeah man yeah you know i mean like that that that's not an easy place to get to mm. yeah you know there's so much work that you would have had to do in order for you to get to the way that you are right now i mean like no sure. way you were like this all yeah. your life right no 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 i was a wreck I was a wreck. Yeah, but you see, that's what's fascinating to me. And hey, just just quickly as well, I just want to say hey to everyone who's joining the live stream. Thanks for being a part of it. Yeah. Even everybody who's watching it afterwards. Yes. Thank you for watching. Yeah. Thanks for being a part of this, whatever it is. Whatever it is. Maybe we'll know what it is by the time we're finished. But until then, yeah. Yeah. So so, so back to what we were saying before is that you, you had this whole thought of, because because our, our, the context of our conversation when, when I was catching up with Andrew was that, you know, how are we supposed to know what we we're meant to be doing for the rest of our lives? Like that is just, that's a ridiculous question in itself. Yet the moment we start school, mm. what, what's the first thing people ask you? So what are you going to be when you grow up, little man? <laughs> little girl? And then like, yeah. you feel like you have to know what you have to going to be doing for the rest of your life. Tell me about it, man. I remember, I remember that like, um, I was around at my folks place and, um, you know, you see these old photo albums and, uh, there's a photo of when I was like my last day of kindergarten or something. And apparently at the time I said I wanted to be a policeman. Yeah. And I look at that now and I'm like, really? But, you know, that's what I thought back then. And you just, you know, we heap that pressure up. And I don't know. I just think being able to pursue your fascinations, um, that was probably the best advice I think I've been given in the last few years, that, that what if the things that you were naturally interested in were hints, cues, um, mm. breadcrumbs, whatever you want to call them, towards the things you should just move towards. Uh, that's so much more empowering than a lot of people who I've found, you know, they say, well, I'm good at this. Um, you know, and this is part of our other conversation too, right? I'm good at this, but I don't really like it. Or I'm not mm. sure I really want to keep doing this longer term. I really want to do this. Oh, but I can't. Mm. And it's just written off. Um, and so people feel very conflicted. I mean, look, I experienced this, you know, this is, this is all school of hard knocks learning that I'm sharing, right? Because to know that there were things that I wanted to do, places that I wanted to go, um, but feeling that for some reason or another, that that wasn't enough, that I needed some kind of an epiphany, some kind of sign, something like that, that says, yes, it's okay to go after those things. Um, mm. you know, we can, we're creative well, people. Sorry, carry on. Well, because because when you when you chase your fascinations, you're 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 moving into the unknown. Mm, yeah, true. And and like our brains, the way they're designed is to keep us safe, not to allow us to be fascinated. So mm. as a result of our brain and the way it's designed to keep us safe, we do what everybody else is doing because mm. that is safety. Because yeah. if you do yeah. what everyone else is doing, then you're guaranteed to get the result that everybody else is getting. Right, right, right. So so you're like in order to pursue your fascinations like you're saying, you have to do something that is against your brain. Hmm. I don't know. Do you, I, yeah. Don't you think so? I think I do to a point. I mean, I think what's 
interesting to understand with the way our minds work is that we are complex in the things that, that, that motivate and engage us. I mean, I think Tony Robbins in particular has um, made a big case of, you know, what are the, I think it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs that he draws it from, that there's a whole bunch of things that we need to give us a sense of fulfillment in who we are. Um, and mm. one of them is a sense of, you know, safety and predictability, stability, whatever you want to call it. But there is equally a, a need for ambiguity, uh, a need for change mm. and surprise, you know, um, mm-hmm. And so recognizing that those two can often be intention um, is, I mean, I remember you, you made this comment too, you know, about great minds being able to hold two opposite ideas, uh, you know, yeah. at the same time. And, and to me, that's, that's what that's about. I mean, you know, and as much as, you know, I look at say my life or your life, you know, you do a lot of traveling around the place and there's a lot of ambiguity and change and, and things, but you come home to the same place. Yeah. But then I starve that. I, I starve routine. Right. Right. So if you would just see routine all the time. How would you feel then? See, I'd hate that too. There you go. You're right. So it's, a, it's a balance between the two. But, w- but when you're talking about it from a career point of view, sure. it's, it's so hard to which, like, how do you achieve that balance of surprise and routine? Let's say, for example, when you're like in a job and like, because the discussion yeah. that like you and I were having was, was that the, the question I get so often is, you know, how do I find that job of mine? How do I find what I'm supposed to be doing? Mm, right. Mm, mm, and yeah. what we were saying was that the way you find that is you allow yourself to be curious. You allow, you allow yourself to follow your fascinations, mm-hmm. Yeah. which, which then led us down the path just then of you saying that, you know, like, because I said that our brains are designed in a way to stop us from doing what's scary and dangerous and keeping us to doing the things that are 100 percent, which is the routine yeah yeah but then you added that you have to do both Uh (laughs) uh-huh so so how do you do that sure how do you do both Mm. how do you do both yeah i mean (sighs) is is that why you have to be like is that why okay so most people that that ask me this question they're they're often in a job that they dislike yeah sure then they're not doing anything with the, their time on the weekend or they're not doing anything their mm. time after work. Like that, maybe that's when you're supposed to be spending your time following your fascinations. Yeah, it could be. Um, but to me, your fascinations can show up anywhere. Um, I think it's more, you know, something that I guess has to tie in with curiosity a little bit. Maybe it's a bit of a semantic kind of thing. But for me, um, it's also about being able to notice stuff. You know, like you can, it's amazing how much you can go through, like, you know, you, you talk to somebody at the start of the day, Hey man, how you doing? Yeah, fine. Thanks. You know, they're not okay. You know, mm. you know, there's something else going on, but we just don't connect. We're not present enough. We've got our own stuff on our mind. And that's what I mean about yeah, back to presence again. You're right. Yeah. It's true. Um, that we, we don't, you know, we don't notice stuff. So when you say to people, what do you like? I mean, in my, in my work, um, you know, when I'm not on international uh, Facebook live conversations, um, <laughs> that I'm, you know, working with a lot of people and, and businesses and doing coaching with them there. And you say to people, what are you looking for? What do you want? And they can tell you what they don't want, like that, just so far. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do this and I hate this and I don't want that. And you go, okay, cool. What, what do you like? like? What do you actually, what do you enjoy? Um, mm. And a lot of people just can't answer that. Or they've got really robust and clear examples of what they don't like. But no idea, mm-hmm. no way of describing what it is that they do like. Um, mm. And, you know, they don't even have a vocabulary for it. And I, I think they're wondering, maybe when they ask this question to you, this is a guess for, for some of those people, that they're hoping someone's going to tell them what it is that they're about. 
And really, they have to be the one that tells themselves. You know, I can't mm. tell you what you like. You know, I can't tell you, then what your favorite food should be. You mm. have to try it. Um, and, yeah. and I guess that's maybe what combines what you were saying as well about that need for new experiences. If you do new stuff, you can notice new things and be like, hey, that was actually quite cool. Oh, I wasn't sure I was going to enjoy this, but it was actually really good. Um, that can be what leads you down the line of, you know, doing more of the things that you want to do. And you can do that in your current job. But if you shut that off, if every time mm. you're at work, you're not present and you're either in the future of when you get to leave or in the past of why did I take this job? You'll never yeah. notice the stuff in the moment that can direct you to the next empowering choice you can make. Yeah, no, that and that's that's really interesting you say that because I think they definitely have shut themselves off mm, yeah. to the possibility of them being fascinated about any other area of their career. Sure, yeah, yeah. And, and, and also, like, just to add to that as well, like what I was saying as well was that a lot of the times I think people rob themselves of being passionate about what they do because wow. they lack mastery in that area. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Because that that's something we spoke about until you told me the Andre Agassi thing, which we'll repeat <laughs> here in a moment. But it's like I, yeah. I, I have a fundamental belief that yeah. you, you can't you can't love something if you're not really good at it. Right. Like right. It, how how hard is it to love something if you genuinely suck at it? <gasps> sure, sure. Yeah. Or or if yeah. you're average. Like mm. if if I was average at something, how could I love that? Like, to me, like, I just find that so mind-blowing. Hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know if I can love it. And, and a lot of the times, the people who are asking me these questions, like, I, I don't know exactly how they are going in their workplace, but when I meet people who I know who are complaining about this, it's mm. because they're not achieving mastery. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you're achieving mastery, then you'd be, you, you'd start to get the... The attention, you'll start to get the accolades, mm. you'll start to get the the appreciation and, and the financial rewards, et cetera, and then you'll love what you do. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think to me it's a matter of um, what's the what's the progression in there because this is, I guess, fundamentally what our um, different perspective was on, right, that yours was that, you know, if you have mastery, you'll get to a place of enjoyment. And mm -hmm. my perspective was that if you are pursuing the things that you're naturally curious about, you will naturally mm. put in more time and effort and energy if you know that that's – actually, that's probably important to say too. If you know that that's the next logical part of developing that mm -hmm. interest, that curiosity, uh, you know, that, that mastery can flow most effectively from the things you're interested in. Um, so be curious first, I think right? So. I think so. So yeah. Because then once you're curious, then you know where to put your time to achieve mastery. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, actually, something, sorry, that kept coming up while you were saying that is, is that this idea of talent, and I, know, I love the fact that you did, a, you did a video on this, which I thought was brilliant, um, mm. that you made that comment that people look at you now, um, as they've looked at me and maybe even the things we've heard now, I said, I did not wake up knowing all of this. Uh, yeah. This was not something that I just stumbled on. You know, this is for me 15 years plus of this kind of thing that I've been fascinated in and, and read mm. about, learned about in my own time. So the point is that I think some people are curious about something. They try it the first time and they suck. Mm. And, and they believe that talent is inherent. It's a fixed value. Either you have it or you don't. Um, mm. And so I would encourage anybody actually even watching this. There's a book by uh, Carol Dweck called Mindset. Uh, and it's literally on the, this idea of people who either believe you have a fixed, fixed view of your mind, that this is, there are things you can do and things you can't do and that sort of thing, versus those who have a growth mindset that says that I can improve at anything if I put mm. time and effort in. And so I think 
for those of us who, you know, that's the maturity aspect to it for me that says, okay, cool, you're curious, but now you mm. must put in time and effort. Um, and even if you are curious but have no ability, that's actually fine because if you put in time and effort, I promise you, you can. I don't care what the thing is. Yes, you can. You can get better at it. So, mm. But you need to know that those two things do work together. And if you try something new and you suck, that's not a sign that you shouldn't do it. It's a sign you should practice. Mm. Yeah, and I love that when you told me that while we're having dinner because yeah. that, that, that first try, you try at something and then when you suck, it's a huge illusion that people create. They People mm. deceive themselves mm. into thinking, oh, I'm never going to get good at this. Yeah. No, no, no. You, like, you're just not good at it yet. Like, oh, the, so the word yet is so important at that mm. point. It's like, yeah, I get it. I suck right now, but I'm just not good yet. Yeah, yeah. But do you know what I mean? Oh, definitely. Some of the worst um, uh, experiences I've had with leadership development in my work have been with people mm. who think they've already got it. You know, yeah. says, oh, I'm, wow. a, I'm a great leader. You said, well, how am I going <laughs> to, you know, I've been in these environments with these people who have got dysfunction happening all around them, but they yeah. can't hear that they're not a good leader because they're a great leader. Wow. You know, whereas the guys who start, maybe their their level's lower, um, but they yeah. go in there teachable and, and willing to learn and, and without the ego that says, I need someone to tell me mm. I'm amazing. And they become yeah. incredible. Yeah. That's why being teachable is so important, dude. Mm. Yeah. And just and just, just taking that student mentality of, of understanding that you're a student for life. Yeah. Uh. You know, and, and I, I think at the moment you shut yourself off to feedback and you shut yourself off to what people have to say, man, that's the, that from that moment is when you start to just wither away. I agree. Totally agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's just, that's just scary. It's a tragedy. So, so okay. Yeah. So, okay. so look, so, so if we, if we, if we take a couple of steps back, that means like, look, this is consistent with what I believe too. I think that I, I wish more people would dare to be curious. Mm. I wish more people would be curious, especially when they're younger. Mm, like yeah. if, if I had, a, if I had a message for my kids, you know, in the future, when they watch this, this is literally like my insurance program. So if I die, nice. <laughs> this, this is dad via the digital world. Hello children. I'm still alive. Die. Yeah, I'll never die. I'll never die. But like what, <laughs> like what I mean, what, what, like what I would love to say to them is, yeah. you know, in your early twenties, man, oh, guys, like mm. gals as well. Like just try everything. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Without, without being so harsh on yourself mm, yeah. and, and stick at things for a little bit longer than the average person would so that, mm. because talent takes time to uncover. Mm, like, yeah. yeah, I think people do have that misconceived idea of talent being, oh, I'm going to do it the first time. Oh, I'm talented. You know, I'm, I'm immediately amazing at it. That, yeah. That's a load of crap. It's yeah. just not true. Yeah. I mean, that's why I love Even like, talent takes time. Yeah, yeah. That's why I love like the Michael Jordan story. You know, I mean, this has been retreated. I've, I've heard a number of times, you know, he was he was benched on his high school basketball team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and so you go, well, most people would today happily put him in the top three and many would argue for the number one greatest player of all time. But yeah. there was a time when he was not even the top five players in his high school. Yeah. So, I mean, what does that tell you? It just says that, yeah, you can learn, you can grow um, if you want to. But you see, but you see that the, the illusion of Michael Jordan is that he, you know, I think, I think in the African-American community, basketball is something that is definitely like everyone in the community naturally is drawn towards that. Okay. I, I feel like that yeah, because okay. sure. when, when I'm, I'm over here and I, I speak to a lot of African-Americans over here, they love basketball. Like it's mm-hmm. a huge thing in their culture. Yeah. So Michael Jordan discovering that was like, was culturally like he was culturally mm. lucky in that he was in the right culture right and 
born into a family that maybe his mom and dad love basketball and his brothers sure, love basketball. Sure, sure. School that promotes basketball. So, so yeah. what I'm saying is like, you step back to the curiosity. Mm. Like, let's say, for example, your talent wasn't basketball and you were in the African American community and you, and you mm. were, you love something like, I don't know, that, that, you know, something that, that, that culture is not really into, for example. Sure. I don't know, like, yeah. like plastic surgery. You want to become a plastic surgeon or something. Yeah. Whatever. It's, it's so much more scary now to allow yourself to be curious mm. to go against the cultural norms. Mm. But I think not only is there a cultural norm in different cultures, there's also society norms. There's the norms that are placed within your country and then within your like Western culture. Yeah. yeah. So it's just layers and layers and layers of, do you know what I mean? Like there's so many, so many layers. Definitely. And, and that idea of, um, I think most of us start off getting our dreams secondhand. You know, we, we wait for other people yeah. to tell us what is okay for us to be good at. Well, in the Asian, um, in the Asian community, it's sure. bloody like lawyer, know, doctor, yeah, lawyer, doctor, accountant, <laughs> freaking, <laughs> yeah. Every every single race out there has yeah. common things that, and then the people who have talent in those areas mm. are bloody lucky. Oh, I've thought about it for a friend of mine who's amazing with like you know spreadsheets, Excel. You know, he's like a super driven kind of guy, and he really likes like finance and that kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah. oh, did you just luck out? Like, if you were born on the Serengeti, you would be no good to anyone. But fortunately yeah. enough, you were born in New Zealand, and it just so happens that we have a culture that loves that. So, look, yeah. I think probably one, one point we need to acknowledge then that that, um, that alludes to for me is that, yeah, there is an element of courage um, that you must uh, accept or be at least aware of um, when you decide you're going to go after what you're after. Um, I think – do I share a story with you um, with the coaching session I did with uh, – um, a group of people and we're just talking about this idea of, of your curiosity and this one person there um, shared this point we were just passing around and this one guy said for example he's only about 22 23 but he said oh, i really like calligraphy i was like okay cool i mean go for it you know and this this, mm. this other person there is kind of looking around and you can tell she's kind of sizing up um and i realized later what she was looking for was is this a safe place to admit what i'm about to say and she first of all uh. said I'm really into like rock music, you know, like Guns N' Roses, Red Hot Chili Peppers, this kind of stuff. So I was like, oh, cool. I mean, that's, you know, I'm down with that. Like, you know, get yourself a, a book on that. I think um, the lead singer of Red Hot Chili Peppers wrote a really cool book, um, Scar Tissue, mm. I think it's called. Uh, mm-hmm. said, yeah, sure, go for it. And so this talked around. And after a few minutes, she's, she stopped and she went, you know, I really like sharks. And, and she just kind of looked. She's like, is that okay? And I was like, Oh, awesome. Okay. Well, if you really like sharks, go for it. And it was almost like she knew what she was about, mm. but she was embarrassed or because it was closer to her heart. It's, it's one thing to say that I don't like something that you're not interested in, but to say yeah. that I don't like something that you do care about, that can be very difficult. So, Oh man, for sure. Yeah. So, so what she needed was, I mean, for her, I was, I was grateful to be able to be in the place to do that for her right then and there was to say, Hey, that thing mm. that you're interested in. Cool. Go for it. There's nothing wrong with that. As opposed to what I think maybe some of us have done in our insecurity sometimes, we hear something that we don't understand or we're not into, uh, yeah. and we reject it, we shame it, we whatever, just because it makes us feel more secure about us, I guess. Yeah, well, well, it makes us feel better because we're following the norm and not being courageous enough to go and explore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because that that's painful. I mean, think about it. If, if you are following the norm and... You hear somebody else who's 
not doing that, it scares you because then you think, oh, wait, am I doing the right thing? Mm. Yeah. So naturally we get defensive. Yeah. But like to, to what you said about that girl and, and drawing, uh, like, you know, no, not drawing, sorry, but her liking sharks. Like mm. it was so difficult for me to tell my professional friends that I wanted to become a professional magician. I bet. I bet. But, yeah. Yeah. Like, because that to them, that's like, dude, you're like, you want to be a clown? I'm like, no, a magician and a clown, two very different things, damn it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, th- that's that's what happened is that yeah. it was so scary telling them to the point where I didn't tell a lot of them because mm-hmm. I just feared judgment, which, which, which then kind of does highlight something to me is that maybe when you're being curious, it's important initially to be curious just on your own. Mm, sure. you, you know how you know how there's a school of thought where they say you shouldn't tell everybody your goals because if you do then uh, some people will attack them mm-hmm, yeah I, I think that kind of applies to when you're being curious you know like mm. while you're being curious maybe it's not a great idea to go tell your parents that hey i think i want to become an ex like i want to make my living off i don't know like writing a blog about sharks <laughs> yeah right do you know what right, I mean? like right yeah maybe maybe during the first few steps of curiosity once mm. you have the courage to do it and understand that it's mm. a necessary part of the journey you have to take those first few steps on your own which is scary mm. because now it means yeah. that we don't get the validation and the approval that we're looking for yeah 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 um i'm thinking about that and trying to yeah i mean look i I'd love to say there's a way around that, but actually I think that's, that's very true. Um, when you're maybe this, okay. You okay. know, in, in the physical, we know that if you go to a gym and you've never worked out before, mm-hmm. it's going to suck the first time you do it. Like yeah, actually I skipped, I skipped this morning and it sucked. Right. So there you go. Right. Yeah. And, and it's going to be mm-hmm. uncomfortable. And when you do it, your body's going to be in pain. Um, mm-hmm. but if you know that that is the process of a body getting stronger, Mm. that's not as bad as, oh, this is a sign I'm about to die. Ah, yeah. (laughs) So like, and that's the thing. Like if if you start to push yourself and you feel this uncomfortableness, and I I felt it for myself, uncomfortableness, is that a word? It is now. Um, I think it is. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Um, Just that, oh, I'm feeling a little funny and, oh, is this a sign that I shouldn't be doing this or uh, whatever? I said, well, maybe it's literally just these are the growing pains of your mind. You know, this mm. is the uncomfortableness that you feel, and that actually proves that you're growing and you're trying different things, and that's a good thing. Um, mm. Then at least that that uncomfortableness is a little more purposeful. It, it serves a it serves some kind of purpose, as opposed. Well, it's to, awareness that yeah. it's a part of the journey. Yeah, oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, that's better. Yeah, yeah, like, but, but that's but that's what I love about what you're saying is that mm. you know I wish that we had more awareness when we were young about. When you're being curious and trying to discover what you're going to do for the rest of your life, <laughs> while you're doing that, it's going to suck. Like, it's going to feel – it's going to – like, like I, I just wish, again, we had more awareness of what that journey was going to be like. Because the sure. only awareness we're given is – like, for me, again, like, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to, to my experience that mm. in, in my culture, like, in my school, was it was predominantly Asians. Yeah, sure. And all of us were told to – they called it the suicide five. <laughs> which was chemistry, biology, uh-huh. physics, math one, and math two. Right. The suicide five. Suicide oh, five, disgusting. man. Because it's the, it's the five most difficult subjects in high school. Right. Okay. And, like, again, we only knew what that looked like. Yeah. Like, every other student in school was like, oh, man, when you're doing this, it's going to be really tough. So when we got into those and, we, and it was tough, we, we were resistant to it. Well, oh, yeah, of mm. course. Like, we, we know it's tough. So that as a result of knowing it was going to be tough, we're more resilient. Mm. Therefore, we stay on the journey. Mm. Sure. Whereas – 
with no awareness to the being curious journey, mm. that's why most people give up after them, them trying one passion sure. and then go, oh, nope, nope, I'm meant to be a lawyer for the rest of my life. Not, not that there's yeah. anything wrong with law, just that. No. But you haven't tried the other 400 jobs that exist out there. Well, right. And, and even that sense. Maybe more. Yeah. That, that sense that, um, you know, you're, the way you're, I, I heard one um, person describe it as like your psychological immune system. Um, you know, that, that we put ourselves into a difficult situation. Uh, there's a whole bunch of study on it. Actually, it's amazing. It talks about the human mm. ability to get used to stuff. And it works in both directions. You know, if we, they call it effective forecasting, um, okay. which is basically, if I told you that um, then your house was going to burn down um, two weeks from okay. now, how would you feel about it? Uh, or, I don't know, depending on what's closest to your heart, you know, um, okay. something happens. How are you going to feel about it? Uh, and you might go, oh, man, I'm going to feel really terrible about that. That's going to be awful. Or mm. um, then, you know, when this thing, other thing happens, you know, how are you going to feel about it if it's really great? And you're like, oh, it's just going to be the best thing ever. Um, mm-hmm. The amazing thing is that this is to a, to a man or a woman. Um, people are more resilient than they ever think they're going to be. Uh, you know, you think about what's happened. I know you've traveled a lot through the States and, you know, there's been hurricanes and things like that and people have lost their homes. Yeah. And if you said to a person, how would you feel if you lost your home? You know, could you deal oh, with yeah. it? No, I could never deal. But you know what? And, and as actually at the risk of drawing this out, I do have a better example. So if you'll permit me, um, yes. a friend of mine was sharing a story about his grandparents and mm. he said that his uh, grandmother um, made this comment that, you know, the, both he and his grandfather were getting getting on and said, oh, well, you know, uh, when it comes time, um, I hope he goes first. Sorry, I go first because I don't know if I could ever live without him around. Um, my, my, my wife said that before too. Right. Well, and yeah. so the thing that she actually said was actually what happened just recently was his grandfather did die and <gasps> she's the one who's still here. And the thing that she found was, although she'd always said, oh, you know, I don't know if I could carry on. I'm not saying she feels amazing every day at the moment. But yeah, she yeah, is finding, actually, you know what? I, I can't get through each day. You know, it's. It, I thought it was going to be the worst thing. Wow. But, you know, and, but that's that's all of us. That's what I mean. Like, that's yeah. all of us. We're experiencing, think about a disappointment and say, if I lost my job or if this person broke up with me or if uh, I lost my house or whatever it is, it would devastate yeah. me if I lost my business. Um, yeah. But that's just not how you work. But most of us mm-hmm. never put ourselves in a situation to experience that kind of stuff. So we don't learn that. So we don't know we've got that strength. And we go through mm-hmm. life afraid of these things we don't need to be afraid of because you could actually deal with it if it happened. You just, you, you'll never know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, I can totally relate to that. I remember when I first started my entrepreneurial journey, all right. my mentors were telling me like nine out of 10 businesses fail. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's why when I failed, it just didn't feel so bad. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Like nine out of 10 businesses fail, man. Tell it's me normal. about it. Well, what's the what's so, the stat about millionaires? Like two and a, two point three bankruptcies each or something? Or? Wow. Okay, I haven't had I haven't had a bankruptcy yet. Oh, I'm not saying you will, mate. So, you know, but uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's something like something like yeah, the stats on on millionaires going bankrupt is like yeah, yeah. a huge percentage. It's huge. Of them. Yeah, it's huge. But the, the thing is, they can make it back. That's that's you know, for those of them who who yeah. get there, they can make it back. Yeah. Which, which but is, see that that's that's that really right. interesting because that. That 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 solves something for me that happens in everyday life, and it's okay. that like you know yeah. when someone talks up a movie, oh yeah yeah yeah, and they say it's going to be really good, then uh-huh. it, then after that they've destroyed it for you because you've yeah. you've hyped it up too much, they've mm. built the expectation too high. But then when someone says it's really bad, then it ends up being really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah yeah, because they've just because what you're talking about is you're creating 
expectations and you're living through like it's like a a mental virtual reality experience of the thing oh, happening while you're thinking it. about it right yeah man well we, we talked about that idea that you know you 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 really do construct your experience of life with your thinking um yeah that's and, fascinating and and you know what i see the depth of that i think i get that and then i experience mm. something that helps me go wow no that's more true than i ever thought no it's more true that like Th- those examples we were saying, you know, that you can go through a situation mm. and somebody else goes through the same thing, but you don't mm. go through it the same way. You'll feel differently about it because you'll have different mm. thinking about what it means. Yeah. Like even now, you know, if you lost your business, mm. for example, mm. like you mentioned, mm-hmm. yeah, but I know how to build a business, broadly speaking, blah, 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 versus somebody who started their first ever business yeah. um, and they lose theirs. You know, you're just going to feel differently about it. You'll have different thinking mm. about it. Um so we spend so much time trying to control our circumstances, but it's our yeah. thinking about ourselves and even how strong and resilient we can be, how abundant the world is, all that kind of stuff. That's actually what's going to shape your experience way more than the actual thing. So then it's about improving our thinking. So is about that. Oh my gosh, it's yeah. about that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, because, well, because, because that's why people say that what you believe is real is more important than what is real. Hmm. Well, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, ultimately, if you believe it's real, then it is. Then it's real. Yeah. Like, I, I reckon there are people who are living in bunkers underground right now because <laughs> they thought, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, like, that 2012 thing was going to happen, and they're still under there because there's no communication. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and the crazy thing is, as far as they're concerned, it's real. Yeah. And they feel great about it because they were right. Yeah. Oh, dude, they're safe. like, we're the only ones alive in the world. Woo! <laughs> Nailed it. Dan, that would, that would suck. <laughs> that would suck so much. <laughs> yeah. No, because I, I remember seeing a documentary and there were literally people who were buying property who were like old missile silos that were yeah. underground. And, and yeah, man, that's crazy. Mm. So, so okay. So, like, that that is a really interesting topic. How do you improve your thinking, Andrew? Like, like mm. I, I've got ideas to that as well. But, like, what are thoughts that come to your mind when you think about how do you improve your thinking? Wow. Yeah. Like, what the hell is that? What the hell is that? That's like, that is the most ridiculous thing it's I've ever heard. Like, improve some your thinking? <laughs> what the hell is improve your thinking? What does that mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so just, just improve your brain. Well, like, there's, there's like, a, yeah, there's a couple of things I would say on that. Um, yeah. That there is an approach first and foremost. And let me just say that both of these will work and you can do this. Um, okay. the, there is one that says that, you know, if you want to change your thinking to be more positive, for example, mm-hmm. uh, there's mm-hmm. a school of thought that says that, you know, you've got these neural pathways and, you know, you've reinforced them over time. In order to change them, you need to think about something else. Uh, you know, every time that other thought comes in, you forcibly replace it with another one. Um, mm. And then you basically brute force that old one out of your head with a new one. Right. Okay. Um, now, so, so, so it's like as if like your positive thinking is your biceps. Sure. Just train your biceps. Don't train anything uh, else. Like don't exactly. don't train your biceps if that's the negative muscle. Well, I mean the negativity the negativity or positivity thing works really well. I think for me that you know if somebody says oh, I'm always you know um, I always expect the worst. I said no. Every time you think that you've got to say to yourself no I expect the best. No I expect the best. No I expect the best. Um, mm-hmm. Now look, you can do that, right. but it's incredibly mm-hmm. effortful. And I would say yes. that if you're trying to do that, uh, I would make sure that you have nothing else on your calendar that you need to do for like as a personal <laughs> development thing for the next like month and a half. Okay. Um, because that is brutal. You know, that is, that is really difficult. Um, uh. What I have found 
Um, and this is probably where I might diverge from a lot of stuff out there, but that's the internet. People are really accepting of different beliefs. Uh, Definitely not. That idea of insight that I came back to earlier on, right? Like um, I use this example of, you know, there was a time when everybody believed that the world was flat. And because of yes. that, there was a whole bunch of behavior that came with that that was very natural. So, mm -hmm. for example, uh, you know, you wouldn't sail away from the shore because, you know, every inch you sail away from the shore is closer to the edge of the world. So let's stay close to shore. Sure. Uh, you know, you, you carry a whole bunch of extra anchors because if you get turned around at sea and you don't know which way is which, well, at least you don't want to move from where you are uh, because the alternative is going off the edge of the world. Um, yeah. All these sorts of things. Or even, you know, you would have an extra a, a guy up on the crow's nest all the time, all the time, hmm. looking out for the edge of the world because same thing. Right? Yeah. So here's the deal. When people discovered that the world was round, that changed everything. And suddenly you could sail away from the shore because the, the thing that you believed was going to happen, you, you've seen the truth of it. And I guess mm. that's what I'm getting to, that, you know, when we have those aha moments, to me, they're deeper than just a good idea. Like, you know, two plus two equals four. Okay, sure, fine, no problem. Mm. Uh, mm -hmm. But two plus three equals five then. Ah, yeah, okay. That's not going to change anything about you. But yeah. if you have those creative moments, those moments of insight that, you know, the way your mind is designed to work, it will work if you create the space for it. You can see the truth of something. And it mm -hmm. can be like having a round earth, a flat earth to a round earth moment. You know, that suddenly, you know, if you always believed, here's one for me, all right, for example. This, mm -hmm. this shocked me a lot. I used to have some thinking that um, it was ultimately all up to me and that nobody would help me. Hmm. And because of that, uh, you know, I lived a certain way. And I literally had this moment where I, it's almost like I saw my own thinking, if that makes sense. I went, wait a minute, I believe that it's always just up to me. Is that true? No. Hmm. Huh. And in that moment, it changed the way that I interacted with people, but not in an effortful kind of way, not in a mental arm wrestling kind of way. Um, but it just meant that because I had that moment of insight, um, it freed me up and it was effortless change because, you know, if I believe that the world is round, mm. I can sail in a way that says the world is round and it's yes. just natural. It's, it's the way it has to be. But if I'm a flat earth thinker and I look at these yeah. guys who believe the world is round and I see the way that they live, I go, wow, look at them. They, they don't have that guy up the crow's nest all the time. And, oh, they sail away from the shore. And I think, I think they've got a lot of these anchors on their boat. Okay. I'm going to live like that mm. from now on, but they still believe the world's flat. They can mimic that behavior. Mm. They can show all that behavior, but internally they are going to be in stress and turmoil wow. the whole time because they don't have the fundamental belief that made that kind of behavior possible. So for me, that's what I'm talking mm. about when I say open yourself up to these moments of insight, which your mind will naturally, naturally generate for you. If you're prepared to be present, if you're prepared to just be curious about the world around you and, and observe your own thinking, see when different kind of things come up for you. You can see the truth of it. And then honestly, that behavior will change effortlessly. Okay. So damn it. You and your Zen. Okay. Yeah, bro. You're amazing. Yeah. I love that. Let's, so let's make a practical. No, no. But like, but like, again, I, I'm thinking like, like, I, like, I think I'm also at a level in my life where when, when I allow myself to see the truth, yep. I have those moments of insight too. Yeah, of course you do. But, but, but it's like, 
I know there was definitely a moment in my life, maybe just a couple of years ago, where mm. even if I allowed, like, I don't know how to allow myself, and I don't know how to put myself in a position to see the truth. Interesting. Okay. Because, 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 like, let's go with your analogy, right? Like, yeah. for the people who first saw the world as a flat Earth, mm -hmm. they needed new information. Sure. They needed proof. They needed evidence. They needed, sure. like, they needed data to prove to them that the world was now round. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. so I think it is through the journey of consuming information. Sure. Sure. Through the journey of reading and learning, mm. that we are then able to get to a place where we, you know, there's like this level in life you get to, and for everyone it'll be different. Yeah. But yeah. as you get to that point, and then, so so it is really about what you're saying is about continually learning, mm. because as you learn more new information, mm. the world changes. And, and the way you think changes. Yeah, and actually something that showed up for me while you were saying that too, I think it's important to acknowledge as well, is that we think sometimes it's just about the information, but if I have learned anything about the world we live in now is that just presenting somebody with facts is not enough either. Yeah. You know, you have yeah. to have a curiosity that says, I'm prepared to acknowledge the world might be different than the way that I think it is. You know, yeah. there, there are people who you can present information about something. They go, no, no, it's not true. No, it's all a conspiracy. That's what yeah, they want you to sure. think, blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> it's not even enough to say that, you know, yeah. for those guys back in, back in the day when they learned that the world was round, they had to be prepared yeah. Have an open Except, mind first. Yeah. The, okay. All right. I'm curious about Damn the world. It, <laughs> um, I'm just saying the two do work together. You know. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, the two do work together. You know, it is about yeah. I'm I'm prepared to learn and prepared to have my yeah, beliefs yeah. changed or whatever. It doesn't. I mean, that that's where you start to really get into funky territory because you realize how much your thoughts are really just a way of propping up your sense of yourself. Um, yeah. But yeah, look. Yeah, I was curious and I was open to new information. And then, wow. I learned that the world was round and I was prepared to accept it and it changed my life. But how, like, like, okay, so see, I love that. I, I love that the first step is actually an open mind. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because if yeah. you're not learning with a closed mind, you're not learning. That is, that is how like, every internet troll became who they are today. Yeah, well, exactly, exactly. Like, yeah, like hashtag YouTube, that's where they live. <laughs> and, like, seriously, a lot yeah. of them live there. Yeah, oh, but, no you, doubt. Read it. Yeah, it's just a, it's a hub for them. It's like, yeah, they're like trolls under a bridge oh, there. Man. But, like, the the thing, there's one thing you said before that really um, stood out. Like, I want to I wanna just speak to you for a second. You okay. said that, like, the neuro pathways mm. and positive thinking is a certain path, and if you keep using that path, you strengthen the path. Is that, mm -hmm. is that right? Yeah, yeah. It, it reminded me of this story about how there's this guy back in the day how – he was able to always be able to tell which chicken would win in a chicken fight. Okay. And he was always oh. able to predict this. Yeah. Do you know this? And uh, he was yeah, always yeah. able to predict this. And then people go, how the hell do you always know? And he goes, I always bet on the chicken that I feed. Yeah. 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 I love that. I think, I think yeah. Zig Ziglar was talking about that. And uh -huh. it's like, it's like, it's true too. So it's like, which part of your brain are you feeding? But mm. just, just back to the point you were saying before, and it's that an open mind is the only way new information will be effective in shaping your world. Otherwise, with a closed mind, new information does not shape your world. It just yeah. it just bounces off like bullet like bullets. Like, pew, pew, like there's no effect. Yeah. If anything, it's actually remarkable when studies have been done on this kind of thing. New information reinforces what people already think. There's there's actually what? a confirmation bias and the backfire effect. Look into those two. That will blow your mind, man. If you if you've wondered why so, it is that you can't just present new information to somebody. If you challenge a belief, it's like, yeah. uh, I don't know, voting. 
whatever it is. I mean, look, you can pick any topic. It doesn't really matter. You know, if yeah. you challenge that belief, have you ever had that? You know, you're talking to somebody about something, you go, oh, but what about this? And I've got these facts and I've got this thing, da 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 and they come back stronger than ever before. Yeah, it's like, gasoline to the fire. That is a documented thing. That's not just a, a word really? of people that you know. Yep, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. If, if, if you challenge somebody's beliefs on something. Um, yeah. Which is why, you know, it's been a part of this journey for me and, and how I've come to learn the things that I have, that really you have to help a person see their own thinking if they're going to change. Yeah, I can't that's just fascinating. mine because it's just another layer so, on top. So would you say the first thing to do is to help them open their mind or is the first thing to do then, in actual fact, help them see their own thinking? Mm. Um, because because how do you mm. open your mind? Like, like to me, the only way to open your mind is to know, like, and then we spoke about this too, is that I, I fundamentally accepted one thing in my life. Sure. There's not many things I really accept as being like the rule in life. Uh-huh. It, and, and, and it's definitely that as I get older, I just get less wrong. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Like I just fundamentally accepted that. Mm-hmm. So that helps me keep my mind open so that when people say stuff, I don't go, oh, no, that can't be true. I just yeah, go, right. that's interesting. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, what, what showed up for me the moment you said that about how do you do that? Probably the first thing that I actually think about in that kind of context is actually the idea of safety. Um, hmm. That, you know, when you and I were talking, um, even when we did our, you know, our podcast a little while ago, but then in person as well, like uh, I didn't feel under threat from you. I didn't feel yeah. like I was going to be attacked. Uh, and, I just didn't uh, know that I, well, yeah. I was armed the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Ready any moment yeah, to yeah. punch you. Just bam. Well, we do have some footage of that, don't we? But you can even make yourself uh, yeah, do it. About that. You couldn't we'll, make we'll, yourself... leave, we'll leave that we'll leave yeah. that for the video, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, my point is that if you're looking to really do that, you know, um, I think if you can give a person a sense of safety, you know, and I come back to that story that I shared mm-hmm. about that, that lady saying, uh, you know, this is what she was really into. Um, yes. I think the safer that we feel, the more honest we are. Yes. And so yes. if you can generate a sense of safety with people, uh, yes. a place where they are not under threat, yeah, that's, and it can take a while depending on the person. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that is where you actually need, that's what you need to build first. And then from mm-hmm. that, you can start to talk about a person's ideas because I think and this is something I learned yeah. for myself and, and it was not a positive trait. Um, but I realized that in my learning and development, a message that I was sending to people intentionally or otherwise was that mm-hmm. you are not okay as you are. Whew. And I've done that too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I was yeah. just like, Oh yep. man, like, cause the thing that I realized, um, and it was quite mm. challenging for me to see this, but look, you can't, <laughs> the way we are is that if, if you tell a person you're not okay as you are, the thing we need to know fundamentally is that you are mm. okay. You know, <laughs> we, we, it, it, it's, very difficult to be around somebody who is constantly giving you a sense that you're not up to it. Um, yeah. And whether sure. I intended to do it or not, I realized that that was a thing that I did. And what is really powerful about what I've started to learn over the last little while is that, you know, if you actually come to people and give them a sense of actually you are okay, you might still make mistakes, but actually within you right now, you have the ability to be creative. You have the ability mm. to be resilient. You have the ability to be persistent. You have done it before uh, and you mm. will do it again. That's powerful, man. And, and if you yeah. give somebody the sense of that, you feel safe, you feel good, then you can look at yourself more clearly. You can reevaluate mm. things a lot more strongly. But we often, when we see a friend or family member doing the wrong thing, what's our first thing? We go in there and we just go, you idiot. 
What are you doing? You Yeah, and immediately walls up, shields up, not listening to what we're just saying. Bam, bam, bam. Never change. And we go, man, that guy, what's his problem? Why won't he learn? It was like, I'm Well, because, like, what you're saying is that when when you create a safe environment, we're we're not busy defending. Mm. We're spending more time paying attention to what's happening. So good. That's an awesome way to say it. Yes, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. like, you're yeah. right. Because the, the people around us are, like, naturally just running to the offense. We're naturally, <laughs> they're just defending. <laughs> yeah. And when you're defending, you're spending all of your cognitive ability to uh-huh. defend and not using it for insight. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We are so smart. I like this. Devastatingly. I feel, I feel smart. I feel smart. Oh, you are smart, man. <laughs> and good looking too. Have I told you that? Yeah, that, yeah of course. Um, my mum always tells me that, so you don't need to tell me, mate. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, but that's, see, that's so powerful what you just kind of helped me distill there. And it's that yeah. I've done the exact same thing is that I, I often would, would do the same thing with my, like, my cousins when, or mm-hmm. my, even my friends when I was like, entrepreneurship is the best thing in the world. Yeah. And then they had to defend their own career paths because I was like, every career path is evil. Such wow wow but bro i've done it too man like it's 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 yeah. what we do you know mm. it's what we do and just like you i just get less so, wrong now but then but then but that's the thing so when so to have a more open mind it's about learning how to create that really safe environment for people yeah. so that they're not wasting all of that energy mm. fighting you they're spending that energy thinking about what they're actually doing yeah yeah and look unless people would think that we're talking just about kind of relational stuff and it's a little bit kumbaya um, you know, guys like Simon Sinek, for example, who, um, yeah. if you have, most people have seen to start with why TED talk, uh, if you yes. don't check it out. Um, but his right. most recent cool. book is leaders eat last. And he really mm-hmm. explores this idea of safety. And he looks at it from like an anthropological point of view, uh, you know, right. what makes human societies flourish and what makes people work together in better teams and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But fundamentally, he says the same thing. He had come to this discovery that, wow, actually, if in a workplace, in your corporate setting or in your small to medium enterprise, your tech startup, your taxi company, I don't care what it is, if your people feel safe, they don't Mm. have to watch their back when they're at work. Which means they can look for opportunities. They can look for how other people are doing. They can be inspired by stuff. But we think that the best way to get, well, traditionally, we have thought the best way to get the best out of your people is to put them under pressure, to put them under stress, Mm -hmm. or to threaten them, Mm -hmm. or some nasty consequence. And and it's not saying everybody gets a free pass, but I'm just saying if you have this idea that that safety is the most important thing, and from that you can deal with all the other challenges. Uh, So um, Patrick Laconi, I think is how you say his last name, um, Five Dysfunctions of a Team, um, mm, yes, yes, I love that book. Yeah, comes to the same conclusion. The most important thing is trust. Mm-hmm. What is trust? Trust mm-hmm. is safety. Same deal. Yeah. You know, yep. if you've got that, all this other stuff flows. If you don't have that, the rest of it is a waste of time because you'll just recreate the same kind of mess over and over again. And, and But here's the thing, though. You, you, see, you, you weren't able to create safe environments before. I wasn't able to create safe environments before because I think a huge part of the skill that's involved in creating a safe environment is being able to communicate safety effectively. Yeah. yeah. Because like when, when you say create a safe environment, like mm. when you when you go into the pragmatics of what that means is are you saying the right words with the right tonality, with the right pitch? Mm. Are you doing it with the right body language? Does your face look like you're pissed off while you're saying <laughs> this? But like but yeah. those are the intricacies that are involved in creating a safe environment. Yes, I will challenge you a little bit on that though. 
Yeah. As is my custom. Um, I would say that uh, a person who is at, at peace within themselves as well, and I guess, again, we're getting Zen with it, right? But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like, you know, you can have trust with people. That means yes. that if I say things the wrong way, we're still okay. Um, I've been in environments mm, where people have okay. said the right stuff. But everybody yeah. was like, yeah, yeah. But I, honestly, in the last week, I was in a, um, uh, a business Ooh, setting. Oh, okay. I like that. Where I was hearing yep. this thing about people saying, yeah, we had this briefing and, you know, they're going to have to do some difficult things around here. And so they got a group of us together and we talked about the situation and they want our feedback. And then, of course, they'll take it into account. But they're all like, this is all bullcrap. This is all yeah. just a big fair complete. They're, they're telling us what we're supposed to hear. But mm. because of some of the things that had happened, there wasn't any trust there. And so yeah. what it meant was that none of the people felt it. None of the people believed it. Um, and so I think when, wow. when those two are in alignment, when you have a genuine sense of trust and care for people, and then your words flow from that, like you've said, then that is yeah. unbelievable. That is just <laughs> incredible. But when you so don't... It's like- it's like without trust, the communication, it, 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 it's, mm. it's, it's to deaf ears. Beautiful. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so, okay. So trust. All right. So, so you've, you've read Simon Sinek's um, Leaders Eat Last. I've got right. it behind me in the bookshelf. I haven't yep. read it yet. Good. Yep. How, how, how do you give, like, give, give us some ideas on how do you create trust? Yeah, sure. Um, and well, surely as human beings, we know this, like it feels so silly saying, how do you no, sure. create trust? Sure, right? sure, sure, sure. Um, well, you mentioned before that there's a lot of cultural kind of messages that get in the way of this kind of stuff. Um, and yeah. I think that's in business, for example, um, I've heard a phrase and I can't stand it. So if you've ever said this or those of you listening have ever said this, then so now you know. When people say things like, well, you know, business is business. I have, oh, I, I have man, never I've heard said that, that before. I have never heard that from a person who got screwed over. I've only ever heard yeah. it from somebody who has changed the rules. You know, somebody's been, you know, whatever, made redundant. They've changed their department. They haven't honored a, an agreement or something like that. Nobody right. gets fired and goes home and says to their wife, hey, honey, um, I lost my job today, but it's okay because business is business. You know, you know, those guys we've been working on that deal with for the last six months. Well, they decided they're not going to honor it or they're only going to pay us half. But you know what? Business is business. They're going to sue us and destroy us. But but, business is business. business. No. (laughs) Yeah. That's the kind of. You say you say business weird. It sounds funny when you say it. I do. I Okay. Yeah. Business. 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 My my point is this, right? That Mm. there's only one reason you're doing that. It's because, you know, I'm making it that way. Yeah. You know, if I decide I want to honor a deal, then I honor the deal. If I decide I yeah. want to treat a person fairly or with respect, then I decide I'm going to do that. So to blame this mm-hmm. anomalous third-party force called business to make me do crappy things to people, uh, yeah. you know, that's wimping out. So yeah. when, I, when I talk about this idea of how do you build trust, ironically, I found that the only way to build trust is to trust. Um, huh. And that means looking for... <laughs> the little things that you can do. So look, it's not about, um, if you, even if you've had difficult people in your work environment and things like that as well, who have let you down in the past, it's not like, well, you've screwed this up five times in a row, but now I'm going to give you a massive key account. And you can prove me wrong. Um, mm. it's the same way when we meet people and we're building friendships, right? I don't drop yeah. all of my personal stuff on you in the first five minutes we've met. We start to talk and I might disclose a little something about me. I'll trust you with something. Um, by mm. the way, I've, 
you know, been insecure about this in the past, or I didn't understand that or whatever. And based on how you respond, I'll go, okay, can I trust him with a bit more? Can I trust with a bit more? A work right. environment's exactly the same. You know, I trust a new staff member with something mm. and we see how they do. If they did well, yeah. then cool, I can trust you with more. If not, I have to ask why. Was it a matter of, you know, was there anything on my part that I could have done differently? Or, mm. And it is fair to say that some people, where they're at right now, you can't trust them with more. And that's fine. But that just puts a cap on where that relationship's going. And that's okay. So right. unless you are prepared to trust, you will never get more. And I think a lot of people sit back waiting for somebody else to take the first step. And they say, wow. well, when they, then I will. I promise you mm. that is a recipe for things always staying the same for the rest of your life. It's when you, then they will. Mm-mm. Come on. Mm. Damn. I love that. That's that's so damn powerful. Yeah. Far out. I mean, so so is is like okay, is that the only way to gain trust is for you to first trust others? There has to be, I believe anyway. I mean, they can trust they could trust you first. But I just don't think, you know, just think about that as a, as a concept for a second. Is there a way to trust without trust being involved? Well, of course not. How can, mm. you, how can you trust without trust being present? Um, yeah. I just think the difference between being a, a leader in your life, being an active participant versus being a passenger, is yeah. the moments between when you're prepared to say, I'm going to take the first step. Mm. Uh, I'm going to do something here. And... That's, that's all it is. Sometimes another person might trust you first. I mean, I've had that in work environments before where somebody said, hey, I think you'd be yeah. great at this. And I was like, oh. But well, that person's a leader. But that person's yeah. a leader then. Sure. Obviously. But what did they hmm. do? They trusted me. You know, there's, yeah. there's, there's no other way um, to do that. And I guess just to complete this for people as well, if, if you've had environments where there's been broken trust before, it's important to yeah. know where your boundaries are. So you, that's okay. Like you need to know that. Trust without boundaries doesn't mean anything because I know I can do anything to you anyway. So... Hmm. Knowing your boundaries is important. And if a person transgresses those, you go, whoa, 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 hang on. That's, yeah. we're, not, we're not going to move past this point unless, you know, you're not going to use those exact words probably, but that's a key yeah. thing. Either we resolve that or we stay where yeah. we are. And that's fine. Like you can't be yeah. best friends with everyone. That's yeah, all, I know. You know, but that to, me, right. that to me is the way well, to step it up. But the, but the thing is, it's because of our innate desire for everybody to like us. Yeah, true. Yeah. Because... Yeah, that, that, that's a huge problem too, which I just don't think we should want everyone to like us because it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No. But, but, but what you're saying is, like, I, I love that. And it's that it's also important to know that, you know, you give out trust a little bit each time, but when your trust is being betrayed hmm. or when it's being, you know, not cared for, then hmm. you've got to be careful not to continually give that person trust as well. Otherwise, hmm. that's what probably causes most people not to be like to, to trust first, to be willing to trust first is because yeah. they've been burnt. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That we don't really learn what boundaries are. You know, I mean, we talked about yeah. this in another um, context where just how do you build a friendship with someone? It's yeah. amazing how we don't seem to know that anymore. You know, how, oh, do you, how do you, how do you make friends with somebody and how do you build yeah. a strong relationship? You know, there's a belief that, and look, full disclosure, single guy. So you can, you know, take this however you like. But I think even in a romantic context as well, right? That we, yeah. sometimes we believe that relationships are found as opposed <laughs> to built. 
Uh, that's, right. the, that's the Hollywood ideal, you know, that, that, that relationships or even friendships yeah. are found. One day I'll discover it. In the same way mm-hmm. that, you know, when you talked about how do I discover what my purpose is in life, well, look, you do stuff, you, you notice things, and you go, it doesn't arrive on your doorstep. People don't write you a note that says this is your calling for the rest of your life. Yeah. So same thing with people, you know, relationships are built. And if you understand yeah. that, then you recognize, okay, there's a process here and there are boundaries in place and we go step by step. Um, yeah. We just don't seem to know that. And it creates chaos. What's- well, it's like my, my definition of love that I've always thought of it is that love is just a word with no meaning. And then as you both love each other, you're adding more meaning to that word. Oh, nice. So again, you're just, you're just building on it. Like, that's again, cool. it's the same yeah. thing. Is yeah. that, yeah. Like, that's all that it is. Like the word love, when, when you first say it to each other, has very little meaning. True, true, true. Because you, you haven't built on that damn word. Yeah, yeah. Like, I like when that. you first really say like it, love is, love is just kind of, I like you intensely. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. that's what it is. And, and then as and you, you're really hot, and I hope you've got a good personality. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love you. That's what, that's basically what it means at the start. And then, yeah, man. so much more meaning is being built uh, on that. And I think, yeah, I really like the way you describe that, man. That's that's really really cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But you see, so but when you when you go back to everything that we're talking about, it's that when you are able to trust the people around you, that mm. helps you feel safe, mm. which then leads you to being able to speak your mind and have a more open mind. Sure. Yeah. Which then allows you to consume new information to be able to change your view mm. of reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly it. Amazing how it all flows together. Hey. It does, but yeah. it's quite crazy how it, you had to dig that deep to understand what is the pragmatic action. So sure. if you want to have a more open mind and build a better mindset, you have yeah. to start by trusting sure. people more so you can create the right environment for yourself. Sure, sure. Um, actually, something that I thought of too that I'd only seen um, in the last couple of weeks. Um, actually, excuse me, I've got to plug in my laptop before this thing collapses. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, here we go. It might buzz a little bit, so if it does, I'm really sorry. That's Okay. No worries. Oh, there we go. No, I think we're okay. All good. Okay. Um, but there's uh, a woman, um, phil- um, professor by the name of Sonia Lubmersky, I think it is. Um, she's done studies into happiness. Uh, yes. And made this amazing point that kind of, to me, ties in with this idea of boundaries. Because we've mm-hmm. heard that being kind to other people and, and looking out for others is a pathway to happiness. You know, if you're just looking after yourself, you won't be happy. Yes. But mm-hmm. she found that there is actually a situation where being kind to people doesn't benefit you. What? I know, right? Fascinating. And, I like and she this. said it's this. It says, when the person believes they have some agency over the choice, they feel good about it. When they feel like they have to do it, it doesn't do anything oh, for them. Right. So if I'm a good person or nice to people, because maybe when you were little, someone said to you, you have to be nice to everyone all the time. Mm. Like this then you do that. You become a doormat and people walk all over you. And for all the mm. good things that you do, you feel like crap. Why? Because mm. there's no agency. There's no choice. There's no mm. boundary in place. And so, and look, this was a journey for me. That's why I say this. You know, I'd, I'd always been told, you know, you got to be a good boy, blah, blah, blah. Multiply that out into your 20s. And however, you might end up looking after that. But when you believe you've got to be nice to everyone all the time, there's, there's mm. no room for boundaries there. And ironically, mm. it's not valued by other people. Oh, wow. So this is the Because people of... can feel it? You're saying people yeah. can feel it when oh, you're being... no doubt. Actually, well, that's true because I, I felt it. You're like, like I, yeah. I remember specifically being on a plane and then yeah. just knowing that this lady was being polite to me because it was, uh, the, it was the, the right thing to do. Sure. Yeah. 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 Oh, fascinating. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, because I'll tell you, actually, the thinking that led to this was that 
um, again, the power of noticing, right? And social media is a powerful insight into some people's minds, whether they know it or not. And this, mm-hmm. this person making a, a comment, and thankfully I don't know them very well, so they'll probably never know about this observation. Uh, but yeah. they made this comment about why is it that, you know, people are always such, you know, and they used an unfortunate word to describe them, um, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm such a good person. Why does this keep happening to me? Huh. And, and I realized in that moment for that person, very specific, not for everybody, but for that person, because yeah. they are always nice to everyone all the time, they get taken huh. advantage of that there's no boundary, right. there's no sense of, you know, and so they're depleted all the time. People take advantage of them, but it's because they have to be a nice person all the time. Mm. Um, and there's no, yeah. there's no boundary or, or personal worth in that. Wow. See, that's crazy. I, I didn't realize. Well, of course, I mean, when you think about it, it becomes so obvious, you know, like the, the autonomy in, in, in being able to make decisions to be yeah. nice and doing what you want to do in your life is so critical, not just the action itself. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's like, yeah, because that's what makes you you. Because mm. you did that, not mm. because your mom and dad told you to do that. Yeah, because, I, I mean, think about, right, that little kid that well, has to go do something because mom said. I mean, how well, much joy do they get out of it? None. It's the same thing when I was young. Like, when my mom told me to do, do the dishes, I hated it. When I initiated doing the dishes, I felt freaking awesome. Perfect. Perfect. Do you I know love what I mean? that. That is yeah. a perfect analogy. I love it. Yeah, because you, yeah, because then you're just like, I'm, I'm a good child. I'm a good human being. And then when yeah. your mum tells you, hey, I hate life. I hate my mother. <laughs> Damn these dishes. You know, but they're wow. so true. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But see, that's see, but that's so connected with what we've been talking about tonight as well. And it's that mm. the only way you're going to have, like, because it takes confidence to take the decision to do what you want to do. Mm. Yeah. Because I bet you that person that was always nice, there were times when that person didn't want to be nice because like of legit reasons of other people being mean to them, but they had to be nice because, you know, they just were always nice. Exactly. But how much like, but it takes so much courage to be Mm. able to then put up that fence and go, hang on. No, Mm. you're not doing that. Yeah. 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 In fact, I think the word courage is a better word than confidence. Um, yeah. Okay. Because yep. just just in my experience, um, yeah, there are things that if I've never done something before, I won't be mm. confident in it. Yeah. Uh, you know, think about when you're learning yeah. how to ride a bike yep. or something. Um, even yeah. the first That's time you're public speaking, you know. But mm. I just think when you honor the fact that courage is what's required, then that's cool. Mm. Like you just that's mm. that's what I said before. You know, if if you're aware that some of this stuff that you feel is just that's in the same way that physical strength is brought out through, you know, a little bit of resistance. You know, courage is the kind of the, the heavy lifting of the soul. You know, it's the <laughs> it's the thing that you apply that helps you get stronger. And if you know mm. that there's going to be situations that are going to require courage, when they arise, it doesn't mean anything's gone wrong. And when you don't have confidence, it doesn't mean you should run away. It just means, mm. oh, this is one of those I need courage moments. Ah, wicked. Okay, I can do that. Oh, I've done that before. God, I love that. Bam. Mm. Oh, I love that. I love that how we think, and and it's so good to have clarity between what each of those things mean. It's like it's like you've got different fuel tanks. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. people think that it's all just one fuel tank. No, no, no. Like there's times when you have confidence, which relies on things you've done before, mm. and there are times you just need courage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, man, that is that's awesome. Yeah, I love that all of those things just connected together. Because, you know, often what happens for me anyway is I like I'll learn different things. I'll read a bunch of different books and knowledge is just kind of it's, it's all free floating. And I think when you create how knowledge connects together, mm. 
Yeah. That's fun. Oh, yeah. That feels, it feels good, man. Ah, it's, it makes learning exponential, you know, because yeah. it means a lesson I learn in this part of my life. Actually, that could be really useful over here. It's, dude, do you know the Power Rangers? Yes, I do. Not personally, but, it, you know, they don't, okay, no, no, well, I, I, I don't want to talk I about I don't know them personally either, but I did, I did watch the recent <laughs> new Power Rangers, which was, oh, yeah, okay. it was pretty nostalgic. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's like, you know, each Power Ranger has their own dinosaur. Oh, yeah, sure. Yep. And then when the dinosaurs combine, they become this massive dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. That's what we we are becoming. Like, what we're doing is we're creating little megazords. Mm. <laughs> That's what this show needs to be called. Now we know. The Megazord show. It's called, it's called Megazords. Because, <laughs> and, but do you, do you know why I, I love that? Because yep. when knowledge comes together, it strengthens what we know. Mm, yeah. Because the pieces, the individual pieces of knowledge that we learn and we read from all these books, they're not as strong on their own. But when mm. they come together, wow. Mm, tell me about it. That's, that's cool. That's a cool name. Mm. I like it. Megazords. So Megazords. Good. So good. Yeah, and then knowledge is little Power Rangers oh, when they come together. To level of personal maturity, which I think is the best part about it. it I like that, yeah. <laughs> it's just great. It just shows how mature we are, which is great. I think that's also a great ending aspect. <laughs> But you know, I, but this this is this is also something that's really cool. Is that I think what I love most about your podcast, and it's why I kind of want to do these videos with you, mm. like you know, once a week, whenever we can. Yeah, is because we're just allowing ourselves to talk, yeah. and we're just allowing ourselves to explore. Mm. And like it is very like like it's what I say in the videos I've done before by myself. It's it's through the process of exploration that discoveries are made. Mm, so true. And, yeah. and we yeah. have to ask ourselves how how often are we allowing ourselves to explore? Mm. Mm. And you know this to me is my outlet for exploring. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I learned that you know being able to listen to somebody else was the most powerful pathway that I had. And so yeah. it just makes you seek out good conversations, you know, like you use, I love yeah. to use that term. Sometimes I starve for that. It's like, man, I totally, that. man, I starve that so hard. Just don't, yeah. just don't have those kind of things. It's like, oh. It flourishes your soul. Mm. It does. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I do. It's I like really you just, do. you just bathed in nourishment. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels great. Yeah. It's just good for your mind, good for your soul. So, yeah. no, I love that. I love that. And and look, as as we kind of, you know, maybe just close this one out because I've got to mm-hmm. go and bathe my, my son. Um, Naturally. That's, that's what happens when you have a wife and then have a son. You've yeah. got to go bathe your child. That's okay. I hope you, hope you experience that one day and, and suffer like me. Absolutely. I look forward to it. <laughs> but, you know, the coolest the, the thing as well is, and, and thank you for, you know, your vulnerability as well, um, Andrea. I appreciate it, is that I, I love that we kind of just turned it on. And mm. if you look at the screen, it's half-assed. Yeah. Like, I, I just realized now actually, looking down looked, that... Tell you what, I'm going to do this right now while you're talking just so I can see what it actually looks like because I've just had my own page up for now so I wouldn't get distracted with oh, the delay. Okay, hang okay, on. okay. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I've been slightly distracted every now and then, but it's like I didn't realize that I had your Skype thing up, so if, if you get random ads... <laughs> be hilarious. Just I didn't realize that it was like that because I just got so into it. All right, here I am. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So there right. you go. It looks good to me. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like that. It's it's working. Yeah, that looks good. We'll, we'll fix the aesthetics later. But but yeah. that that speaks to something that I really believe in, and we can kind of have a quick chat about this as we close it out. And it's that I always I just believe in doing things before you're ready. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, man. Like it's mm. like what you said. Like, if if you the only way to allow yourself to be fascinated is just just do it. Like don't don't wait. Mm. 
So many people wait. And don't judge it. You know, like if you like it, then just like it. Don't you know, judge it. It's huge too, because we are so damn judgmental of ourselves. I am so judgmental of myself, man. Like that's, that's why not, I learned that. You know, hey? how, do you not ju- how do you how do you not judge it then? Um, well, I think the, the first part is just realizing that that's what you're doing. You know, like I mean, that's why I say, you know, you see your own thinking. It's like, wait a minute, like if I like this, yeah, why don't I just like it? Why don't I just enjoy it? Why don't I just whatever? Um, as opposed to. Yeah. Oh, is it okay for me to like this? You know, culturally, uh, am I supposed to want to be a magician? Um, yeah. That kind of stuff. Um, mm. When you just realize that that's a thing that you've got the potential to do, then you can go, oh, okay. And then, like I said, like that round earth, flat earth, round earth moment, you're suddenly like, oh, well, I will say this maybe as a good closing thought. The best thing about an insight to me, as opposed to just a good idea, and this is how for me I've learned when I've had an insight versus just a good idea, is that once you've had an insight, you can't go back to the way things were. Oh, that's so true. You know, once you know the world is round, so true. you can't now live your life like it's flat anymore. And that, yeah. that for me is what I'm looking for. You know, that's how I know I've had an insight, not just a good idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> then I, yeah, it kind of says enough really, doesn't it? So I'll stop. That's, that's my no, but, but I love that because like, and, and I'll just connect to that as well as we, as we close this out. And it's that same thing happened to me. When I realized wow. that the world that I've created for myself, now the life that I've created for myself wow. is, is possible. I just can't go back to mm. what I've known before. Yeah. You can't pretend those things don't exist. Those opportunities I can't, aren't yeah, I there. can't do that. Yeah. I can't do that. It's, yeah. just, it's just impossible for me now. Yeah. Wow. Man, let's do this again. That was oh, fun. Absolutely. Every, How fast yeah. the time go, man? Holy crap. How long have we been talking for? An hour and 20 minutes. No way. That felt so wow. fast. We have you know, to do this. Yep. Like, we, we have to stick to doing things when it feels like time is just melting. Yeah. So, on that note, let's melt more time another time. Yeah. So, Andrew and I are going to do another one of these in the next, yeah. in a week or so. And uh, hope you all tune in. So, Andrew, say bye as I close out Facebook Live. See you guys. Bye, everyone. And that's bye from Vin Yang and hello again from me. So did you enjoy that? I had an amazing time. Vin and I were talking about this actually after we stopped the stream. We kept chatting for another couple of minutes and it is something we want to do regularly. So if you do want to follow us, um, actually our next one will likely be in New Zealand, uh, 2 p.m. on Saturday. Uh, And then we'll just kind of keep going from there. Our goal is actually to open it up to questions from people as well and just get everybody in on this whole uh, insight journey that we're all on. So thank you again for listening. I'd love to hear your feedback as well. You can either comment on the Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com slash the Andrew Curtis show. Oh, by the way, Vin, uh, Vin's Facebook is facebook.com slash askvin, um, V-I-N-H. So make sure you check that out too. Um, or you can just email me at the Andrew Curtis show at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>